Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible woman who, if you if you guys have been listening to my podcast, you know that a few months back I had Mr. Dave Hollis on my podcast, and now I have his incredible partner, Heidi Powell, here. Oh, and I am so honored to have you, Heidi. I really, really am. And I'm going to pass you the mic. Let's do a little intro, and then we'll get kind of into the nitty gritty of it. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, so my name is Heidi Powell. Obviously, I am a mother first of four beautiful kids. And um, also, I think by trade, the way that most people know me, I am a transformation specialist is the way to say it. I just le- help people learn to love themselves. And through the process of loving themselves, I help them realize that they can do anything, including change their body, change their life, rewrite their story, all the different things um, on the path to kind of enjoying their life. So I was co-host of the show Extreme Weight Loss on ABC for mm-hmm. five seasons with my ex-husband, Chris. I've written a couple books with him, uh, all of the things. I have a blog, HeidiPal.net. I have eBooks and digital products galore. And I just, I, I do whatever's interesting to me, whatever's interesting, whatever's fun. And it usually revolves around helping people change their lives. I love that. And how, so let's get into how you kind of started your fitness journey? Like what made you get into it to begin with? Um, you know, it, gosh, I was lucky, I guess that I was raised in a family that found the value of fitness, knew the value of fitness, knew the value of health and eating right and all of the things. And so I only knew, um, I only knew what it felt like to make good choices. And I I guess I shouldn't say I only knew I was raised to know the difference between healthy eating and unhealthy eating, working out and not working out. So I could always feel the difference between living a healthy lifestyle and not, um, which kind of was a good and a bad thing. So it was good in that I was raised with it. Fitness was a thing that was is in my blood. And it also was a really difficult thing because having been around that my entire life, it did tip into an eating disorder that lasted an entire decade for me. Um, and that was my early, my teen years into my twenties when I had kids. Um, but all along the way, I mean, I was a trainer right out of high school. Uh, and then I stopped for a while because I realized I needed to make money for my family. I needed to support my family. And then I did not get back into training again until uh, about 10 years later, after I had met Chris, when, um, I was helping him with some business things and he was in fitness and we decided to kind of pitch a show and start a show and he needed help. So he had started the show himself. We started it together, but he started as a trainer and very quickly realized he needed help. And I, <clears throat> I love fitness for myself. Um, I will say the fitness side of it has never been as exciting as the emotional, mental, mm-hmm. spiritual side of it. And when working with people who were two, 300 pounds overweight, 
um, I realized that that was far more important than the physical aspect. So that for me, like knowing that I could take my experience with an eating, struggling with and recovering from an eating disorder, my experience with my dad struggling with and recovering from addiction and my experience with a lot of members of my family that I knew going through similar things, I could take that and apply it toward helping people with what they thought was food addiction, but really it was just not loving themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So helping them through their own journey of transformation was like, Oh, cool. This is great. I can take these things and apply it anywhere. We're going to apply it toward fitness and health. I love that. And so going through that stage of like, if, if someone's kind of going through that journey right now with what, whether that's an eating disorder or just like not loving themselves and what kind of tips would you be able to give that person to be like, like those, those steps into starting to love yourself again, because it is a process. Yeah. It, well, I think first and foremost, if somebody is struggling with an eating disorder, I think it's super, super important for them to know that it's okay to get help. Not only is it okay to get help, but you need to get help. It is very, 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 very difficult to overcome anything like that on your own. Um, and I think people underestimate what a therapist or what real therapy can do. And it's something where it's going to take a lot of your work, but it's going to take a lot of your own work alongside a professional. Most of the time I had many professionals along my journey. I did. Uh, and that was super important. Now, um, overcoming an eating, eating disorder and, you know, learning to love yourself. Yeah. They go hand in hand, but also they don't have to exist at the same time. Like there are a lot of people that might not be struggling with an eating disorder, right. Mm-hmm. That don't love themselves. I think most people struggle with loving themselves. And I, one of the greatest things that came out of being able to work with the people that I did on the show was seeing firsthand how simple of a recipe it is to learn to love yourself. Truly. Mm. I mean, it, it actually all boils down. Every single bit of learning to love yourself boils down to number one, believing in yourself and number two, integrity. And they're very intertwined when people do not have integrity, when they cannot, when we, I shouldn't even say when, when people, when we, right. when I, Heidi Powell am living a life out of integrity, when I am not doing what I say, I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it not just to everybody else, but most importantly to myself, because I am the most important person in my world. I have to be. And if I cannot prioritize myself enough to do the things that I say I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it, I am constantly living out of integrity. It's broken promise after broken promise after broken promise where after too long, I don't believe myself. My word has no value. And when my word has no value, I'm I'm going to stop making promises, right? Mm. Because I don't believe that I can achieve them. I believe that everybody else is capable, but me. Right. And so that learning to like, number one, figure out, okay, what is it? What is it that causes us to make and break promises to ourselves so often? What is it that causes us to be like, literally think about it. How many times do you say 2010, that's my year, right? 2012, oh, diet starts Monday or January 1st, (laughs) totally January 1st. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to go running and I'm going to do that. I mean, we make promise after promise after promise. And we, most of the time, as we're saying it and we're speaking the promise, we don't even believe that we're going to keep it, but we're just saying it, right? And after a while, we stop speaking it out loud. So we start making silent promises because we know we're going to look like an idiot when we say another promise, when we give another resolution, when we start another diet, 
when we train for another half marathon and we don't fulfill it. We know the people around us are going to come back and say, hey, how's it going? And we're going to have to tell them once again that we are a failure, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So what, what happens? Why is it that people get to that point? We get to that point because we do not understand that change is not making 17 promises at once. It's not taking on the full mountain. It's not starting a challenge. Dave and Heidi's 60 day challenge is not starting it and doing everything perfectly. Change happens with little tiny baby steps. So if we can learn to shrink it down, if we can learn to have grace with ourselves, if we can learn to accept that we are human, we're not going to do it perfectly. And in fact, the only way to do it at all is to make one tiny power promise at a time. So a thing that I've always used with all of my clients, every one of them, including in the challenge, is uh, the this beautiful thing called a power promise. So we make every single person make one promise that is so stupidly simple that you know you can keep it no matter what. And your power promise might be moving for five minutes a day. It might be drinking more water. You have to give a number to it, obviously. It might be as simple as making your bed or it might be brushing your teeth. I know that sounds so crazy, but what is something that you know you can do and you can commit to check it off every single day so that you are winning. Because when you have that winning mentality, when you are achieving and accomplishing something every single day, you build something called integrity momentum. And when you have integrity momentum, you start to believe that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And when you believe you can do this, you're like, wait, okay, what else can I do? Right. And you realize that you're good enough. You are enough. And that is where dig inner. Uh, integrity with yourself leads to dignity. Dignity is your self-love. And over time, that is how you build up and you learn to love yourself. And what I love most about that is you don't have to do, you don't have to be like the Shanti or the David Goggins right away. Like you can literally just start walking, have that water. Like it's that process one step at a time. I absolutely love it. I hope you guys are, are like writing all this stuff down because- it's gold. Um, but let's talk about what you and Dave are doing. First of all, you guys are an incredible couple. Let's just go. Oh, there, thank right? you. You guys. And I think what you guys are doing together is just also an amazing. So let's talk about this um, 60 day challenge. Yeah, of course. So, uh, so it's really fun. Go ahead. I'll let you ask the questions and I'll answer. <laughs> you know, I, when I, I, when we were briefly chatting, I was looking at it. I was like, this is epic because this is, this is great for just like you were saying for that person that's the January 1st, I'm ready for it. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't believe in resolutions, New Year's resolutions. I believe in just starting now and just going one step at a time. I I agree. You and I are on the same page. It's so funny. Like, you know, I've written articles about New Year's resolutions. And most of the time I actually say, I I think they're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) If you really want to do something that bad that you're excited to start January 1st, why aren't you doing it now? You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to myself more than anything. If I really wanted it, I'd be doing it now. It's true. And that's kind of a thing that I went through with people on the show. It was like, and that's how we tested people. Like if you wanted to be chosen for our show, show me what you're doing today. Like, what Mm. are you doing? What did you start doing before you called us to let us know? Or are you just thinking that there's a magic pill or fairy dust There's no fairy dust that comes with January one. Now I do know it's a time, like it's like a, a starting line. It's whatever. And so I get that. I understand, 
But I also believe people need to be preparing. So for our 60 day challenge, it is, it's phenomenal. And I can say this because we went, ran one already and it was the most surprising turnout of people and not, not just turnout of people, but what they got out of it. Yeah. They had these incredible physical transformations, like the most incredible, but their internal transformations, their heart, soul, mind transformations were unlike anything I'd ever seen before. And the power of this group, like people learning to love themselves, like saying, I never thought I could do a 60 day challenge. I never thought I was enough. I never, one of the other huge victories was people that had a hard time may have fallen off the wagon, quote unquote, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one week, but because they felt so seen and so loved and so accepted inside of that group, they stayed inside of it and they may have missed a week or two, some of them missed two. And then they got right back on and they kept going. And that is anything I'm a part of anything I create. I want every single person there, whether they are doing the workouts, whether they, they are eating on plan or not, or just showing up to that live. I want them to know that they belong. And they don't have to do the workouts to be enough. They don't have to eat right to be enough. You being here in my group, in this group, in our group, in this family is enough. And I believe that by showing up and learning, like truly taking the heart that we are worthy and we are valuable exactly as we are, that once it creeps in our mind and really sinks in is what gives us the confidence or gives us the, oh my gosh, maybe, maybe I should try. Maybe today's the day I'll just get up. And I'll do 10 pushups. Maybe today's the day I'll get up. I'll walk around the block. And that little thing is truly what triggered so many people to completing a 60 day challenge and having a transformation that they would never have had before. So we have 60 days of workouts. We have a ton of nutrition education resources in there. We have an entire nutrition education course available. We have macro, um, we have full meal plans available for people if they want them. We have nutrition coaching for a limited number of people. Um, <clears throat> we have prizes. It's, we have weekly prizes. Dave and I show up in there and we are truly, uh, m- we are our selves more there than anywhere else. Like I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, I was like, what are you guys in there in the group? Oh, You're in. Yeah. They, they are like our friends I'm not <laughs> you to the point where at the end of the last one, 40 of them just randomly flew out one day to come hang out with us. Yeah. And so it, that. It, it oh my created, God, that's awesome. We're doing an event this time at the end. So we'll do the challenge starts January 10th is day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of it, actually, we're going to do it in April. We're doing an entire event where we're going to announce the winners of the challenge. And, but so January 10th is a start date. We have an entire pre-week. So if people sign up ahead of time, um, they're in, they get to come into the pre-week because like I said, Hey, even though January 10th is a start date, why not start January 3rd? So for an entire week, we have um, a chef coming in doing meal prep. We're going to be doing uh, tutorials. It's going to be a big party in the community uh, where we all have a lot of fun. And I think what's important is the accountability, right? The accountability factor, because I think especially, especially during these times where we, we need that face-to-face interaction and just like just chatting with one another and like, cheering each other on because I know I was in my own uh, weight loss journey as well. And I needed that accountability so hard, so hard. So I think that's, what's incredibly special about your challenge is that you have that, you have that. It's like, it becomes a family, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
And Danielle, if you saw in that group, like the level of encouragement and uplifting that they give each other, it is, it's unlike anything else you've ever seen. No jealousy, people really proud and happy for the accomplishments of others and not, you know, it's hard, especially with women sometimes, um, to appreciate and uplift and like applaud the accomplishment Mm. of one without feeling like it minimizes your own. And I really do feel like this group is different for that reason. It's, it's awesome. It's beautiful, but yeah, that accountability is humongous. Well, I, I can't wait to, to see what happens. And I know a lot of people are going to jump on that bad wagon to join it because you both, you and Dave both are incredible. Um, I, before we kind of close out here, I kind of wanted to just ask you, I like, I like asking this question because I always love the answer. If you are, if you look at your kids, right. What kind of legacy do you want to leave them? Um, that's a good, a really good question. Um, you know, I think the most important thing for my kids to see with me is that, Hey, family is the most important thing, right? But family doesn't have to be blood. Family is anybody who you love truly. Mm -hmm. And I, I think too, it's super important for my kids to know that love is unconditional and that everybody there is not one person that they are better than it is like, and also with all of the things that we're doing and all of the accomplishments, all of the, um, I guess, building of different things that we're doing. I think it's super important to understand that if you are not doing it for, if you're not enjoying yourself, if you're not doing it with purpose, if you're not doing it with, for impact, it's not worth doing. So I think, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. And I mean, I feel like you're a hundred percent, you're living it every day. Like I, like I, and I know that I'm sure when you wake up in the morning, every morning, you're like, I'm, I'm living my purpose. I'm inspiring yeah. people. I'm doing yeah, my thing. for sure. And I, I also think it's important for my kids. <clears throat> uh, it's, it's important for me to mm-hmm. be able to live my life authentically as myself mm-hmm. and to know that it doesn't matter if everybody likes it, it doesn't. What matters most is if I feel like I can actually be all of who I am and like that person. And I want my kids to be that. I see, it's funny. I, I have four kids and I can see in some of them, um, the hesitancy, like, Oh, I think I need to be this to be enough. Mm. I think I need to be this. And then I have my, a couple and Ruby is the epitome, my little eight-year-old. She is so confident with who she is. It's crazy. Like she just knows who she is. She knows her value. She knows her worth. And if people say things, it almost bounces off of her. Like, oh, and I want all of my kids to see that. I want them to feel that. And I, I hope I exude that for them too, because to live a life, to try to make somebody else happy, a, a life that isn't really yours is miserable. And I've been there and I don't want my kids to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love that. And I mean, you're, you're, you are an incredible role model. I have to say for your, for your kids, I promise you, you are. Um, so if any, but all the listeners, if they want to contact you for the challenge or just want to like shoot you a DM or just give, give all that contact information. Cause I'm going to put everything in the show notes. Yeah, of course. So my, uh, on Instagram, I'm real Heidi Powell. And then my website where you can get, go to get the challenges, Heidi 
forward slash get fit, G-E-T-F-I-T. So that's how you can find me. All social media, I'm Real Heidi Powell. Perfect, perfect. Well, Heidi, I appreciate you just taking the time and chatting with me. And if you guys love this episode, please tag the two of us. We'll share on social, we'll shoot your DM, we'll share it on our socials. And just Heidi, thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. Thank you, Danielle. It was good to talk to you. Good to talk to you too. Thank you.